You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and we're in Montreal at Folk Alliance International meeting. A wealth of musicians, both Irish and international, who love Irish music. And Andrew McGill is one of those, an Irish fiddle champion, all Ireland fiddle champion. And I had the pleasure of sitting in on one of his showcases where he was exploring a different culture of music. But Andrew, thanks so much for taking time to have a chat. Um, let's talk about your uh, musical background, your the fiddle, how you got introduced to it, and uh, your love of Irish music, and what brought you over to Ireland. Absolutely. Um, well, both of my parents play traditional Irish music, right. so I grew up, my mom's a flute player, my dad's a guitar player and mandolin player, so I grew up listening to pretty much exclusively traditional Irish music, but what really brought me to Irish music was a summer camp that my dad started um, called the Swannanoa Gathering. Okay. So he started that in 1990, and it's a series of folk arts workshops, music workshops really, not so different than the Willie Clancy Week, if okay. your listeners yeah, might be familiar yeah. with that. And so they have many different themed weeks themed around different genres, but one of them is uh, it's called Celtic Week. So okay. I would study with whatever amazing Irish fiddlers he would bring over every summer. So Tommy Peoples, Kevin Burke, Liz Carroll, Liz Knowles, uh, John Carty, you know, so I, I was like the luckiest kid alive. <laughs> what is it about Asheville? that is such a wealth of talent and seems to be a magnet as well to draw talent. It's a good question. I I wonder that myself. I think it's always attracted artists. Yes. Um, George Vanderbilt built his castle, like the only castle in the United States is in as far as I know is in Asheville, North Carolina um, so to do that he brought in like the best interior decorators and uh, woodworkers and sculptors a lot of artists who settled in Asheville and I think that kind of left a legacy of art that's persisted to this day and right. fortunately um, a lot of people who played traditional Irish music moved to Asheville uh, John Doyle lived there for a long time yeah. and um, Pat Egan would come through and we would have a session when I was a kid and we'd have so many different musicians would Right. believe it right and we mentioned Danny Ellis before we started chatting sure. here and you've played with Danny yes. and that as well on his 800 voices that's right it's a power, powerful piece of work yes it is it is so then when it came to uh, fiddle and um, competition and entering in our, uh, the Irish competitions yeah so well when I was a kid all of the fiddle players I Id- um, idolized all had all Ireland championships like yeah. Seamus Connolly and Eileen Ivers and Brendan um, Prince of McGlinchey. So I, as a kid, I thought, well, that's what you have to do to to be taken seriously. You know? right. so, so I started going over the going over to the Flies in 2001. Okay, I was in the that year, yeah. and then I went back in 2003 in Con, uh, to Clonmel and did the Scolasia and you know met a lot of people who would become my peers later right. in life. Um, I mean, there's musicians who I've known for 20 years now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Irish music has always been my first musical love and kind of my first musical language. But And um, to that end then, when it would come to the performance and the playing of Irish music, like what we're at here at Folk Alliance International, mm-hmm. I've described to some friends as, it's like being at a flower without the public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it's like there's music all around the place, but it's musicians around musicians around industry right, right, as right. distinct from it being open to the public. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's the closest I've come to a flat atmosphere sure. outside of Ireland. Sure, it's pretty festive around here. It is. It is. Um, so then, uh, coming up through the competitions, you entered and you won the All Ireland. I never won the All Ireland. Um, okay. 
but um, I, I there's a, a qualifying flaw okay. that I want to get to the All Ireland. Right, right. Yeah. And when you went over and you were at Clonmel and you were in, in Listowel and other uh, havens of and, and uh, what are meccas at the time of Irish music, mm-hmm. you were then immersed in the influence of all the different traditions that were coming around you at that stage also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you get players from all over the country and world actually. World, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that time, uh, I, you know, Irish music seems to have only grown in popularity. But at that time, there were a lot of just really amazing players. Like I think the year that I um, the first year I competed, Tara Breen won yes. it that year. And yes. you know, a lot of players who have become like kind of the tradition bearers nowadays. Yes. Like, yeah. You know. Now the set you played the other night was South American. Yeah. You did, so you have not in any way uh, allowed yourself to be yeah, pigeonholed or you haven't allowed yourself either to stay confined in your musical and uh, growth in any way. I try not to. I try not to, you know, turn away any influence if it's a good one. Right. So you, did, you went and lived in South America for a period. I lived in Brazil for over two years, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that influenced you heavily. Yeah, so when I... Um, I, I, the story is it's a love story really I fell in love with a Brazilian woman and yeah. she convinced me to move down there that can be pretty persuasive yes uh, Brazilian women and once I got there I I decided to start learning some choro which is um, the kind of music from Rio de Janeiro C-H-O-R-O choro and I just became completely enamored with choro and Brazilian music in general right and that's um, pretty much all I played for the two years I lived there and as a result you actually Composed in that format, also. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was like a really uh, effective way to study the music and understand what's going on, to be able to re- reproduce it harmonically and you know that kind of thing. But that's a bit of a risk if you go into another culture and you decide that you are going to try to emulate what you've learned in the most positive way, and sure. then to put it out there. Sure. And that you have the locals kind of saying, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I mean, well, as I said, it's started sort of as an exercise yeah. uh, study exercise but I soon started a band after I moved there and all, you know all the band was Brazilians and they really encouraged me to to compose and right, to right. compose deliberately with like my own influences be them okay. Irish or American because it's different for them and it adds something See, to them you know they, they hear Brazilian music all day yes so someone who comes in that has a different take on it um, was like surprisingly refreshing at least okay. to them so I think it was the encouragement of them you know having rehearsal every week these guys who eat, breathe and live this musical tradition telling me you know oh you need to take out this part it sounds too gringo you okay. Know, okay. okay or you need to add this that's like just the right amount of gringo right so did you do the same with Irish music or try to uh, create in the, in the format that you would have learned Irish music you know when I started sure um, when I started I, I would say I was pretty deliberate about trying to sound tr- as traditional as possible um, but then I the more fiddlers I listen to I listen to a lot of Liz Carroll yeah. who obviously has her own style of composing um, a lot of the composers that I, that I came to admire do things that are a little outside the tradition and um, so, which I think is fine as long as the understanding of okay. the tradition is there. So um, by this point, like, I still write 
what I would consider pretty trad tunes, but okay. I also um, I also take great joy in writing stuff that is not as trad. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Well, Andrew, we'll wrap up here, and I want to thank you for taking the time. But before we do finish, yeah. I want you to tell us websites and all the other coordinates if anyone wants to find you. Sure, it's andrewfinnmcgill.com. Right McGill, like the magazine. Yeah. So, M-A-G. andrewfinnmcgill.com. And, and I'm on Facebook and yeah, Instagram Facebook and all that. Yeah. And Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah Finn the Fiddler. And uh, SoundCloud. Use all this. Yep. Yeah. So it's either all that is either Finn the Fiddler uh, yeah. or Andrew Finn McGill. Indeed, brother. Yeah. Andrew, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great chatting with Likewise, you. Likewise, Austin. Cheers.